Sophie Hardy and the Battle of the Myriad by M.R. Dale. Narrated by Leona Hall. Chapter 20. She's a what? The scope control room was a relative hive of activity compared to the normal state that Sophie found it in. Miss Sissons was at a screen typing and an unknown person was sat at the main table. A girl, who was much older than Sophie was. If Sophie had to guess, she would have said she was about 16. The girl was simply sat with her feet on the table, chewing something whilst playing with her dark brown, almost black hair. Still on an adrenaline rush from Meliora, livid from the fight with her mum, and now from what she could see, Sophie marched straight up to the girl and launched headlong into a confrontation with her. Who are you? she asked rudely. The girl paused the playing with her hair and turned to look at Sophie, but quickly decided she wasn't of too much interest. As a result, the girl didn't respond to Sophie. Miss Sissons, on the other hand, did. Ah, hi, Soph, she said, with a sense of feigned enthusiasm, like she was trying to make a good impression to the new person, but also looking at Sophie in a funny way that implied she was trying to tell her something. Sophie continued to look at the girl, disgusted. Had she not been so wound up and carried away, it probably wouldn't have bothered her so much. But Sophie was in no mood at the minute to act rationally. This newcomer was in her area. Why wasn't she showing more respect? Who are you? the girl eventually asked. You seem a bit too young to be undertaking something like this. As she said it, Sophie thought she detected a hint of a smirk and a tone of condescension in her voice. As a result, Sophie went on the defensive and stood up for herself when perhaps she didn't need to. I'm Sophie Hard. But before she could finish her sentence, the girl acted like the information had just hit her and finished the sentence for her. Aren't you that girl who collapsed having the implant put in? What was your name? Oh yes, Sophie Harding or something. The girl removed her feet from the table and walked over to Sophie. She then put her hand out for Sophie to shake, but Sophie just looked at it. You are, aren't you? You're Sophie Harding. I knew there was something unusual about what happened to you. You were recruited that day, weren't you? The girl said, with a huge smile on her face. Sophie could feel the anger bubbling up inside her again. The old Sophie who went to school did everything the teachers said to do and respected those who she needed to could probably have coped with this show of patronisation by this teenager, but Sophie wasn't her anymore. She was one who stood up to monsters, didn't let them get their own way and could address millions of them all in one go and command their respect for things she had done in the past. Nobody was going to speak to her in the tone that Sophie could hear. First of all, it's Sophie Hardy, Sophie snapped back flinging the girl's hand out of the way. Second, who are you? Sophie assumed she already knew the answer to this, thinking with her king head on. She must be the first new agent recruit that King was planning to send in to Meliora to retrieve some mythical creatures. She would be some know-it-all teenager who could get the job done a lot more quickly than, in King's eyes, Sophie and the rest of her team, who apparently he couldn't trust. Had Sophie been capable of thinking more logically, she would have noticed that King was in fact correct and he couldn't trust Sophie and her group. I'm Manita, the girl replied, deciding not to offer a handshake again, but a smile. Sophie saw it more as a smirk again, so sniggered and did the briefest, fakest smile she could. Manita, is that your real name? She scoffed. The girl stepped back, bemused at the hostility she had been met with. Yes, that's my name she said, very assured. I take it you're going to go and get some mythicals for King? Sophie asked, very dismissively. Well, yes, aren't we all? Manita replied. Sophie sniggered again. 
All the while, Lizzie stood behind her, not offering up much. "'What training have you had?' Sophie asked, assuming that it wasn't as much as she had. "'Everything,' Minita replied. This stumped Sophie and brought her back to reality a bit more. "'Pardon?' she asked. "'I've had a time dilator set to maximum for about two hours. I've run every training programme twice in those two hours. To me, I've lived a few years when actually it's only been...' Minita went to finish her sentence, but Sophie did it for her. Two hours at maximum setting, she said, very sarcastically, and fed up with hearing those words. Couldn't this girl talk properly? As Sophie thought about what the girl had just said, it threw her a little. Miss Sissons had always limited the amount of time the girls could use the training programme, but here she was, allowing newcomers to use it as much as they wanted. King was clearly pulling the strings, and Miss Sissons was tied up with them. Sophie's mind was racing. She was on the start of the come-down from the high and was being caught completely off guard by someone she had suspected the worst of. "'Why are you so special?' Sophie snapped. At that point, Lizzie whispered something incomprehensible in Sophie's ear and so Sophie turned around. Walking towards them was King. He looked cold, calculated and calm. As she saw him, Minita snapped her attention like she was in the army. "'She is special, Sophie, because I trust her to do as I ask.' She has been hand-picked from every child in the world to follow my every order. She is better trained, better experienced. It was at that last bit that Sophie cut King off and brought about a gasp from Anita. What do you mean, better experienced? You know the things I've done in the last few weeks. Sophie, Manita knows pain like you wouldn't believe. All brought on by those mythicals that you have decided to side with. She has lost more loved ones than you because of what happened last week, King explained. Sophie looked at Manita again, no longer as someone to resent or judge, but as someone who was just like her and even more like Clara. What would she have said if she had just heard Sophie being so judgmental? She is not rich or well off. She has come from a hard background, made even harder by mythical creatures taking away her family. Her secondary school would not give her an implant when she started, and her family could not afford to own one of their own. So, last week, her entire family disappeared after an unscrupulous act carried out by beasts that will not make themselves known. King was looking powerful now. He had everyone where he wanted them. But how did she not disappear last week then, if she wasn't wearing an implant? Sophie asked, seeing a hole in King's story. King smiled at what Sophie asked, almost like it was part of the plan he was most pleased with. Manita was spared by some divine intervention. She was wearing someone else's implant at the time of the vanishing. I've explained this to Manita, and she understands, don't you? King paused, and Manita nodded. She is the first of my miracle children, chosen by some higher power to fulfil this destiny. The pain of the loss, but the fortune to know that life is precious and shouldn't be wasted. It means more than you know right now, Sophie. What rubbish! Sophie barked back. Fulfil a destiny, just happen to be wearing someone else's implant. Don't lie to me. Who are you really? Sophie asked, turning to face Manita once more. However, she got no response. Manita was just still stood there at attention and barely blinked. It was almost like she'd been turned off. Sophie knew King was lying to Manita. However, she also recognised that, if he wasn't lying about her parents, then she had inadvertently brought about the disappearance of Manita's entire family. She only had one card to play and had to go for broke. You know he's lying to you, don't you? She asked Manita. But before Sophie could gauge her reaction, she heard King scoff in the corner.
Lying. Sophie was there when the mythical in question made your family vanish, weren't you, Sophie? Sophie stumbled about mentally and couldn't think of a response that wasn't going to damage her more. She also saw that Manita was stood there now, no longer at attention, but with looks of confused fury in her eyes. Well, yes, but... Sophie came out with. King jumped on this. And haven't you just spent the morning with every mythical, conspiring with them, warning them that we are coming and trying to get them prepared? Again, King was defeating Sophie with facts that were true, but had been twisted. Yes, but... Sophie stuttered. She turned to Lizzie for help, but she was more worried about the possibility of more shouting. The look on Manita's face changed from one of welcoming to one of disgust and mistrust. She had done her best to welcome Sophie, and all she had been was rude. In fact, she had done her best to be vulgar and assuming. As a result, Manita walked over to King and stood with him. Allow us to show you, Sophie, exactly how well-trained Manita is, King said, and he nodded over to Miss Sissons. Miss Sissons pressed some buttons on the screen and then Sophie was faced with a brand new surrounding. She instantly recognised it as the Chimera level of the playground training programme. What are we doing here? Sophie asked. Just watch, King replied. Minita, off you go. Minita stepped forward. Sophie looked on concerned that she thought she knew what she was about to see and the familiar roar echoed around the room. Immediately, Monita leapt up two ledges that Sophie's avatar would have struggled to get up in two goes, let alone one. Monita was soaring, bounding up the side of the rock face. She reached the mouth where Sophie knew the beast was housed. As Sophie knew all too well, the chimera came out and roared once more. The horn of the beast emerged first, followed by the lion's body, the rest of the creature not far behind. Already a lot further up the wall than Sophie would have been at this point, the chimera flapped its wings and set off in hot pursuit. It was catching Manita, but not as quickly as it would have liked. Manita was almost in touching distance of the top as the beast eventually caught her. As it reached out to grab her, Manita leapt away from the wall and landed on its back. It flapped its wings harder, which caused it to go upwards. Manita then took one final leap and landed at the top of the cliff face. Sophie was astonished. Darting over to the spear at the top, Manita waited for the chimera to appear. She stood poised, with spear in hand, and suddenly the chimera opened its mouth to a thunderous roar. As it did so, Manita hurled the spear with immense force into its mouth and watched as the metal melted within the monster's mouth and it fell to the floor, defeated, just as the playground turned back to its familiar black and Sophie and the others were relocated back in the scope control room. Sophie was lost for words. She'd been trying for ages to beat that monster, but had come nowhere near. Manita had been here five minutes, in Sophie's time, and had already beaten it, and easily. Manita and any other future King recruits were going to be very hard to contend with. Manita, come with me, King stated, with a huge grin of satisfaction on his face when he caught sight of Sophie's. We've got some mythicals to catch, and Sophie is leading us right to them by leaving coordinates lying around and messages between her and her friends. We now know exactly where they are, so let's get started. This last comment afforded Sophie a slight smile. King had all the time in the world, what with the time dilators, but he was going in with only one child, who he had trained up in only a few hours. This was her advantage. That, and, to her knowledge, King had no idea that he wouldn't be able to just walk into Meliora and would have to have the door opened for him. With a snap of his fingers, King and Manita disappeared and Miss Sissons finally turned around. Well, you made a right mess of that, she said, almost angrily. 
Why are you being so rude and obnoxious, Soph? If you had been friendly, we could have worked this out without having to tell them you were there with Desmeralda. Then Manita would have no reason to hate you. Just think before you speak next time. Thanks, Sophie said back, not appreciating Miss Sisson's sarcasm right now. How are you letting him do this? Sophie asked her, almost immediately dismissing the telling off. Miss Sissons looked despondent. I haven't got much of a choice, she remarked back, probably deliberately vaguely. And why not? Sophie asked. When I disappeared ten days ago, while you were dealing with Desmeralda, do you know where I went? Well, you said you were going to find King to warn him about Condonar, but clearly there is more to it than that, Sophie snapped back, finding some more of that anger, but this time it was aimed at herself. If we'd known where you were, we would have come looking for you to help us. The mention of the name Condonar meant I had to go and find Mr King and tell him what was happening. She is the one person he dreads. They have never met. We have no idea what she even looks like or even where she's from. All we do know is that she goes from world to world, changing them to what she sees as the ideal. And every alien that has ever arrived on Earth has told us how petrified and afraid we should be of her as she will revolutionise the Earth. So why does King fear her? Sophie asked, almost sarcastically. She would have the power to take everything away from him. If she believes that he has not led a life worthy of what she sees fit, she will ruin everything he has ever worked for and achieved, Miss Sissons replied. But surely King believes... Sophie began, but was cut off by Miss Sissons. Condonar is coming, Sophie, and she will stop Mr King. He is a man with everything to lose. He wants to use this to get his company back on track, but also to test out this child to see if they can help in the fight against what he believes is to come. But he only has one child, Sophie said. No, Sophie, he really doesn't. He has the same child multiple times, Miss Sissons replied. Sophie looked baffled. You know how there are two encantados, because we managed to modify an implant to make them both conscious and zoned out at the same time, Sophie nodded. Mr King has made it so that Manita can copy herself uncountable times. His army is already as big as he wants it to be. And you've just seen how capable she is. Imagine that, but thousands of them. Sophie's heart sank. She had messed up when trying to face off against an adult yet again. What have the creatures of Meliora decided? Miss Sissons asked. They call themselves the Myriad, Lizzie said, not adding much information to the conversation that could be considered important right at that moment. Right. Miss Sissons began, a little confused by Lizzie's answer. But what have they said they want to do about this situation? Sophie and Lizzie looked at each other, and Sophie shrugged, still lost in her own self-pity. We told them all what was happening, and they needed time to make a decision, Sophie explained. Well, they don't have long, Miss Sissons said, with a slight tone of panic in her voice. How do we stop King and his assistant? Sophie asked. Right now? I don't know, Miss Sissons said. I'm working on that. Where are Clara and Yasmin? You need all the help you can get. Echidna said that she knew someone who could help Clara find her mum and dad, so that's where they've gone, Sophie replied, not knowing the fire she had just inadvertently lit. What? Miss Sissons exclaimed. That? But not now. It isn't time. That could ruin everything if she goes there. Miss Sissons stepped away from her control screen and started pacing the floor, rubbing her head with her hands. Nerves were taking over her, and initially, Sophie couldn't see why this should cause such a worry. However, it didn't take long for it to dawn on Sophie why Miss Sissons was getting so stressed about it. You know who and where they are, don't you? Yes, of course I do, Miss Sissons snapped back. And if she goes looking for them now, it could do more harm than good. 
Why do you think I've been sending her to the rainforest to quiz Encantados and I didn't want you to help her, to slow her down and wait for the right moment without giving too much away? They're where my real self, real King and real Dale Nathan are, Alton King's family home. Without a second thought and recognising the genuine tone of worry and nervousness in Miss Sissons, Sophie typed out a message to Yasmin and Clara explaining everything and clicked send. Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Mr. Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a copy of the book, then be sure to check out our website www.sophiehardysaga.com Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Ha <laughs>